Hello and welcome everybody to yet another exciting episode of Check-in Story podcast and this is your host Shruti. So today we have with us a new exciting guest. Her name is Maria and she travels a lot. Let's just talk to her so that we get inspired and maybe we could even travel as she does. And let's just take all those tips and tricks home. Hey Maria. Hey Shruti, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm great, thanks. So where are you at the moment? I'm in England today. Um yes. Great great England right now. <laughs> oh, so how is the weather in Great England? Is it great too? <laughs> it's it's great. <laughs> it's great. But oh. it's not too it's not too cold, so that's all right. Oh, that's that's cool. So Maria, the first thing that I would like to ask you is what made you take the plunge into the world of travel? Like, you know, jump into the world of travel. Were you were you always interested in doing that? Were you always a travel maniac like love with traveling and all? Actually, no. It's kind of ironic. I was more of a homebody. Oh. And I'm okay. from, I'm from Canada and mm-hmm. we our typical vacations consisted of camping. And that's what you do. You go camping um, in the mountains, um, and that was your vacation. And it wasn't until I left Canada that I really got bitten by the travel bug. And um, I went to work overseas, and I've been traveling ever since. Traveling, and then I work in between to make money, uh, doing content, enough money, and I go off again, and then... My money gets low and I come back and I do some more work. Wow, that's nice. So what was that moment or something that happened that made you decide that, okay, fine, now now you want to travel? I think it was when I um, came to England to do contract work because everything is so close in England. It's a great jumping off point for travel. In Canada, it's a little difficult to travel um frequently because if you take an hour flight you're only in the next city it's a big country just like india but take an hour flight and you're in another country and with another culture and then the next month you can do that again and you're still in another culture and it's not that expensive so i've just fell in love with it you get bitten by the bug and you just can't go back the travel bug just like you can't go back now but you shouldn't go back actually <laughs> it's so beautiful so yeah so i i read i went to your blog and i read that you were once shipwrecked in bermuda triangle well <laughs> i mean what happened there we badly need to hear the story <laughs> okay so i was i was living in uh, bermuda i just moved there for for some work and i met a a new friend and he invited me out on his boat. I'll call him Bob for the sake of anonymity. I won't give away his real name. So Bob came to pick me up in his boat. He wanted to show off his boat. And I was very excited to go out sailing in, in Bermuda. And I should have known it was actually doomed from the beginning when his boat, when I was waiting on the dock for him, and his boat got towed in to pick me up, which is kind of a bad sign already. It's like, why did your boat get towed in? It's like, well, his engine quit. I thought, well, why don't you just put up the sails? But nonetheless, um, he got the engine going and off we went. So the, the boat was all loaded up. We were going to have a great day at sunny Bermuda. Beautiful place. We had a barbecue. We had food. We had drinks, rum. Everything was good to go. So we set off. He had his captain's cap on and told me I'd make, you know, he's a great first matey. And then he started telling me the more he told me what a great couple we'd make and so on so i thought okay 
Didn't know it was going to be this kind of a boat ride, but it was, and we set off around the island, and it's a beautiful island to sail around. But we were on the outside of the island and sailing around. It was gorgeous. We were having some more rum, because that's one of the most popular drinks on the island. And off we go. But he kept badgering me about what a great couple we make. And at first it was nice. Oh, you're so beautiful, first matey. We'll make a great couple. Oh, first matey. And at first it was very nice to hear this. It's like, oh, you know, gee, that's so sweet. That's so charming. But after a continued barrage of this, his intentions were becoming quite clear. And I was was getting quite uncomfortable with it. So after a while, after he drank at least one bottle of rum, he was starting to get on my nerves. He was very charming, telling me what a great couple we'd make. But now he was getting a little bit more assertive about his intentions about this whole boat ride. I tried to get him to pull a little closer into shore because by now I was going to jump ship. I was going to I was going to swim to shore, but I couldn't quite make it in from where we were. Nope, nope, you got to have the barbecue, he says. So he wouldn't pull into shore. He says, don't worry, I'll get you back. In, in two hours, you'll be back to your side of the island. So I was stuck on the boat with this now drunken captain. And we continued to sail around the island. We'd started off midday, but now it was getting dark already. And I was getting pretty nervous because now it's pitch black. We're in the Bermuda Triangle. You can't see anything but a few distant lights because it's black on the ocean. And he's drunk and he hasn't once put the sails up. And it was supposed to be a sailboat. But he keeps assuring me that, oh, I know these waters better than anyone. You're in good hands. Then he started to slur this. I know these waters better than anybody for matey. And uh, this was not going well. So I was getting nervous and trying to avoid him now by going down below. And after about six more hours and another bottle of rum, this was not going well. Next thing I know, I spotted my side of the island. And... Um, I said, this is it, this is it. No, that's not it. I know these waters better than anybody. And next thing you know, we crashed onto uh, a bunch of rocks. This has taken down a lot of ships in, you know, the last hundred years. Bermuda's surrounded by shipwrecks. So we crashed into a bunch of rocks. And after this jarring impact, then he decided, oh, gee, maybe I better pay attention to, to navigating. And he tried to work the uh, work us off the rocks, and we did get off the rocks without the ship, without the boat being damaged. And then he he steered, and he steered us into another pile of ro- rocks under the, the surface, a shoal, and it ripped off our rudder. So without a rudder, you can't steer. So this was really, really not not good news. Now we started drifting. So you know. Then his brain kind of kicked in that we better throw the anchor out to try and catch it so we don't drift out to sea in the middle of a black night. And um, we threw the anchor out, and it wasn't catching on anything. There was only sand below now because we drifted past the rocks back out to sea. So this was this is not good news. This is this is panic time. Here we go drifting out to sea. This is the Bermuda Triangle, and our our boat had been wrecked on the rocks. So that was that was it. But thankfully. I suggested he call Harbor Radio, and um, they came to get us. They weren't going to even talk to him because he was so drunk. They thought it was just some some drunk person um, calling, and they couldn't even understand him. So I piped up in the background to let them know that there was a sober person on board. And then they came out, and they found us, 
and towed us back into the bright lights of the town. And that was my shipwreck story. <laughs> oh my god. That was quite intense. But you're a very good storyteller. I was like on the edge of my seat listening to what is going to happen next? What is going to happen next? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was that must have been quite an adventure then. It really was. <laughs> yep. And it was right in the Bermuda Triangle. I thought, well, maybe yeah, this is absolutely. how... You know, all these other ships have met their doom. <laughs> oh my god, you must have been scared out of your breath that time. I, I was scared at first, but then I was so mad at him that I didn't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so you know, this is, we're talking about Bermuda Triangle, and we're talking about water bodies and oceans. So, I have read your blog, and well, which by the way, to all the listeners out there, I would like to say that it's very beautiful. I'll give the link in the show notes below so you can go and check it out. So, back to Maria. So, um, would you tell us, uh, like, how did this immense love for ocean and boats develop? Like, is there some well, story there? It's, it's kind of ironic, because I was raised on the prairies, so it's just flat land in all directions, but I love the prairies. People don't see the beauty of the prairies and just being allowed to look out and see forever. And I think that's where my affinity with the ocean comes in because when you're out on the ocean, you can just look out and see forever. But there's there's life out there, just like there's life in the prairies. If you look hard enough, it's the same with the ocean. You can just look look out and see forever. It's just um, It's just beautiful. And the first time I went to the ocean was on the west coast of Canada, and I'd never even seen the ocean before because, like I said, it was a homebody and we didn't really leave our area too much. And we we parked by the side of the ocean with this van, a friend of mine and I, with a, a bottle of wine and just pulled up on the rocks and slept in the van and woke up in the morning to the sound of the ocean, just the stillness and the sound of the ocean and the seagulls. And just this, I think it was the sound of the ocean just uh, lured me, maybe. Uh, and I absolutely fell in love with it. A uh, short time later, I went on a cruise and down to the Bahamas. And then I got to go snorkeling for the first time in my life as, a, as an adult and to see underwater. And it's like, wow, look at all this life under here. I'd been to the top of the mountains and I've seen, you know, the view from the top of the mountains in Canada. And it's amazing. And then to go and look into the sea and look way down to the depths. And all I could think of is, wow, God, what an amazing world you made. You know, you didn't leave one detail out. It's right to the bottom. Here's all these, there's barracudas, there was stingrays, it was beautiful water. And it just, it just amazed me. It, it was opened up a whole new world. Wow, no, that sounds lovely. Now I know where the love comes from for the oceans. <laughs> So, um, Maria, tell me, which one was your best trip so far? I know this is a very difficult question, but then, you know, uh, like, were oceans involved in that best trip? Well, I've got to say Bermuda. Um, I'm a little biased because I was there for <laughs> over three years, and I explored the oceans as much as I possibly could there. But I had a chance to go out on a research um, boat. Someone was doing research on the humpback whales. So I got to go out to help spot them and um, one day the the man's camera wasn't working because he was swimming with the humpback whales um, mm -hmm. and doing underwater photography of them and you're not allowed to swim get in the water with humpback whales around Bermuda and that's probably for the whales protection as well as your own but 
I couldn't help it anymore. The whale, the, the humpbacks were right under the boat. You couldn't really see them from the boat because the dark sides were up. But I couldn't, I couldn't help anymore. And I just jumped in fully clothed. And oh. the water was so cold. And oh. I didn't go too far from the boat, but I had uh, a snorkel mask and then I jumped. And to see these giants of the ocean in their own environment underwater was just amazing. It's something you'll never forget. If you talk to anybody, I think, who's had an experience with a humpback whale underwater, it's something you, you can't shake because you're in their territory. They're the size of a bus. They're huge. And there was, there was two underwater, a female and her escort male, and there, there was a baby, oh, um, cool. which the baby was still the size of... <laughs> A small bus, maybe. He was huge, but he was standing. It was like he was standing up on his on his fluke, and so he was um, perpendicular to the surface, and they were horizontal, like they should be. But he was just standing there, and just I was looking at them in awe, and he was just looking at me like a curious youngster would, right? Like, mm. what's that, mummy? And of course, mummy was close, and she was just keeping an eye on on uh, the situation as a mother would do, and it was just the most amazing thing to be that close. To such a, a gentle, intelligent, another mammal like myself, um, and see them at that distance. You could see the tubercles on their nose, and you could look into their eyes, and they were just—they were just gentle. They were just sitting there. Oh my God! Weren't you scared? A little bit. It was a, <laughs> it's a little bit intimidating, but yeah, of course. That's why I stayed close to the boat. <laughs> Well, that must have been one sort of experience, man. Terrific. No, I wonderful. should say terrific. Oh. <laughs> it was it was just wonderful. You, you just I'm getting goosebumps just thinking of it again. And I'm getting goosebumps just listening to it. <laughs> oh, well, that's cool. That's cool. So, Maria, since we're talking about oceans and water bodies and also, which are the top three seas or oceans that uh, you would recommend our listeners to go to a trip to? If you say Bermuda, well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've got it. That's one of them. I've got to say that. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> You've got, not only have you got the, you know, that you can go whale watching, see the humpbacks from a boat. They've also got glowworms that you can see in a certain season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they have a, a mating ritual that it's fluorescent. And that's amazing. And you can go snorkeling in some, uh, just snorkel on the, see shipwrecks and the parrotfish and, and all that sort of thing. So that's one. Um, and something else, by contrast, would be Canada. There's this one place that I was at in Canada, up by Alert Bay, which is a lot of our uh, Aboriginal people live up there. And I was on a boat with a, a man um, who started taking pick people up to his, his village, uh, an Aboriginal First Nations man. And we were on the boat between the mainland or the island and Alert Bay. And we were followed by a pod of dolphins. We saw humpbacks breaching in the distance. Um, of course, there were eagles. We have wildlife that's untouched and it's pristine up there in that one little area. And it was colder. I wouldn't want it to get in the water. But just being out on a boat in that area was just so peaceful and you just feel very close to nature at that that point. And the other one would be Belize. Now Belize is is an area they have on on an island called Amber Ambergus Key. Ambergus Key. 
um, you can go to a marine reserve, which is like an underwater art gallery. I've seen a brain coral perched up on on a, a rock or something, and it looked like a display in an art gallery. It was perfectly round brain coral sitting on this pedestal-type rock. It looked like some sort of art display. And you can there's Stingray Alley, Shark Ray Alley, and the whole Chan Marine Reserve. And you can go out. This is about I don't know two miles from the island, and you can snorkel or dive. But I was snorkeling with sharks, and these are nurse sharks. And it was just one of these most amazing experiences because in this area there's sharks and rays that you can snorkel with, plus the other um, marine life. And um, it's you know, shallow, warm waters in this particular area. And um, at another time of year, there's even the whale sharks. So it's just got a rich, uh, a rich, a rich diversity in the water. And definitely high up on, on the list of places to go if you love um, underwater life. And there's manatees in there. So, yeah. Wow, that is wonderful. So I'm sure our listeners got something to add to their list. Well, I must say, like you snorkeled with sharks, you looked at the whale right in the eye and then you got shipwrecked in Bermuda Triangle and came out of it alive. You're quite <laughs> a daredevil, I must say. <laughs> well, I like to try things. <laughs> oh my God, is sometimes that trying? Okay, oh God, it's <laughs> not even trying. That's like going right out there. Yeah, it's 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 great. I love it. Oh, I love it. That's lovely. That's lovely. I've got I'm more sure. St- you have got more stories like that? I'm all ears. I- Come on, say it. <laughs> Come on, well, that I, is I, one I of the most trip. dangerous, like, apart from these three, uh, one of the most dangerous ocean experiences you've ever had so far. That would probably be, again, it was in Bermuda. Um, because of a lot course. of it has to do Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that one. We were, I was on a boat, uh, my friend's boat, and we were sleeping out in one area of the islands in Bermuda on the boat. And, and I absolutely love sleeping on a boat. It just rocks you to sleep. It's so peaceful. But when a storm comes out, it rocks even harder. So I just sleep deeper. So I was in the boat with my friend, and I was having a wonderful sleep with these gale force winds that had come around the island. And um, my my friend, who is an experienced sailor, he was up, and the next thing I heard was the engine of the, the boat come on. And, of course, that woke me up because it's quite loud, and it was near where I was sleeping. And I thought, why is the engine on this time of night? And then I started to realize what was going on, that the winds were howling and I heard footsteps running around. And this is my friend who would, who was trying to deal with the situation. So I thought, oh, and I jumped out of bed, run up on the top deck. And here he was trying to bring in, we'd put up a, a, a cover over where we were sitting that afternoon to keep the sun off us. And it was acting like a sail. So even though we were anchored, um, out of the wind initially, the wind had come around the island and used this as a sail and was trying to take us out. So he was trying desperately to get this untied and get this down and letting out all of the anchor. He said he'd never let out that much of the anchor before ever on his boat. And so we were running around just trying to get the situation under control and ride it out to see what was going to happen. These were f- very fierce winds. And this is the only time, I think, that I've really thought, wow, this is serious. Um, and we were trying to get the this canopy down and let the anchor out. 
and do everything we could to get so that the um, uh, the wind, the gale force winds wouldn't bash us against the rocks uh, in the middle of the night. So that was that <laughs> made me realize what the ocean has. Oh my god, oh my god, that's that's another terrific story there. There's there's so many. A lot of them you get, get sick of hearing about Bermuda. But I, was, <laughs> I was on the water every chance I could get in Bermuda, so I, I had a lot of what I'll call learning experiences. That's lovely, that's lovely. And terrific as well. So, uh, moving on. Um, so, when you're going to the oceans, I'm sure you must be keeping few important things in mind. So, what are the top three things uh, that one must keep in mind while traveling in or to an ocean like if you want to tell it to our listeners what would be those top three things well as a prairie girl i have learned the hard way the power of the oceans and the number one thing is you have to respect it the ocean does not you know bow to us we bow to it <laughs> in, in in that sense uh-huh. it's it's so powerful um and it's an efficient killer so you just have to learn the uh, ocean if you're snorkeling Something that I didn't do when I started, and the ocean almost took me out, is snorkel with a buddy. Um, until you you understand the ocean, until you understand the tides when they go out, and how to recognize when you're getting tired and you need to come in. Recognize your limits, respect the ocean, and know that the big thing is this is this is home to a huge variety of life, and you have to respect that. Don't be you know throwing garbage in their home and respect that this is their home and you're a visitor and don't try to dominate it just try and fit in and 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 appreciate what you see and just respect it and love it i guess that's it That's right. That's actually very right. Because these days, there's been a lot of oil spills and then people throw entire garbage in the oceans because that's where the sewage runs into. So, yeah. So, we should keep our oceans clean. So, all you listeners out there, I hope you're listening to this one. Yeah, very intently. So, yeah. If the oceans die, I think we all die. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Besides, that's three-fourth part of the earth. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, um, um, let's come out of the oceans for a while now. And okay. let's jump on to wine since you are a <laughs> wine lover. So, which yeah. wine place would you recommend to our listeners? Um, I'm, I'm not going to say Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going back to Canada. See, there's okay. so many places where there's good wine. Um, but an entire region... Um, I'm a little biased to say Canada. In British Columbia, Canada, there's an area called the Okanagan, and there's a lot of wineries there. And you can travel around and visit different wineries. In fact, I'm going to start taking people on tours there. Um, so if anybody's interested, just contact me and I'll arrange it. Um, but there's a variety of different wineries, and that's where I first developed my taste for wine. Yeah, you can go and you can sample the wine and tour the winery and... It's warm, and the area also has a lot of orchards, so I would recommend that area. That's cool, that's cool. So all you guys out there who want to go on a tour with Maria, I'll give you the links in the show notes below where you can contact her, so then you guys can go all together and enjoy the wine in Canada. Yeah, I'll be the designated driver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so cool. So Maria, since you mostly travel solo, you must be getting a lot of questions like, how do you manage 
Aren't you scared or don't you get bored at times or aren't you worried or how in the god's name do you travel alone across so many regions and well I would like to ask you how do you respond to all of that Um it's just I love traveling alone because you don't have to coordinate your schedule with somebody else and hope it works and you can do what you want to do and I I love it I love the freedom of it and a lot more and you're more likely to meet other people So when I when I travel it's it's amazing because you just even if you're lost you can talk to somebody and ask where things are and if something catches your eye you can just follow that little trail and you can stop when you want and you just you just seem it it's more open to meeting other people and I don't see why not I don't yeah see that as a, a hampering at all I I see it as it, it just opens up opens you up to meeting more people did that answer it okay or <laughs> No you did you did and i would say absolutely i mean yes yes you have to use your head you can you can't be foolish you have to go with your gut instinct especially as a female because i have had a couple of uh, dodgy encounters <laughs> and that makes me think oh, okay that was a bad move but really if you follow your gut as a female as to you know what is dangerous and what might not be and make sure you you also use your head in a lot of ways that that helps i mean you do have to you do have to be um sensible about it that way well that is amazing amazing so since you're talking about travel i would like to ask you about the recent travel event that you attended tbex stockholm so how was your experience there it was really good tbex um conferences always have something that i pick up and i'm terrible with remembering names but i remember the content <laughs> and there was just different ways that you can look at your your website or your blog different ways that you can expand and different avenues you can get into the closing speaker was really inspirational as well she she lives in sweden now and she was just talking about the transition of going home and that was an interesting choice for a topic because i suppose at some point all of us are going to find you know ourselves in the situation of possibly going home or where is home anymore so she she was pointing out is it not really an ending but a continuation or a new beginning which i think a lot of us were really touched by so yeah. there is just so much content that is just i i can't it's hard to pick out just one and that's where i got to meet you guys from check-in story and and uh, uh sohan and pratik are great guys so it was it was really good to to meet up a lot of a lot of good people there and they had a lot of fun too oh good <laughs> so on a parting note uh maria would you like to tell us that one top travel tip that you would like to give to our listeners talk to people okay good. <laughs> yeah that's, that's quite a... precise and concise and to the point yeah yeah especially if you're traveling solo even if you're not but that's how you get to know who the people are and really when you're traveling i mean i love to see the animals but i also love to talk to the people who live there because they're it's they're interesting you get to learn about different cultures and different people different ways of thinking even it's just a way of connecting just smile and talk to people and it'll make your trip so much so much better wow that was that was an awesome tip and one of the most easiest to follow so yeah cool that's nice that's why we come to the end of the show thank you maria thank you so much for being on the show oh thank you it's been a pleasure i hope people got inspired and maybe <laughs> had some fun with us <laughs> yes yes of course 
Well, guys, that was Maria. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please do not forget to subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud. Please leave your comments in the comment section below and do share this episode. To know more about Maria, you can follow her on Twitter or you can check out her site. I'll give all the links in the show notes below. This is your host Shruti signing off, and as I always say, keep traveling, travel safe. And now, since you are inspired, you can also go to Bermuda Triangle. Apparently, it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, enjoy everybody and keep traveling.